What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. We are now officially on NFL mode fully. We'll sprinkle a little bit of college football in there as we happily and excitedly wait for college basketball to come back. But it's NFL time. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, buddy? Chilling, man. Had a dope little weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed that Halloween weekend. Everybody stood safe. All that. And yeah, ready to get into it this week. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I hope everybody had a happy and safe Halloween. Um, you know, if, you, if you're around big groups, make sure you're staying a little safe and doing everything the right way. Also, before we get into all the sports, I do want to mention it is Monday the 2nd that mm-hmm. this is coming out. This is election week. Go out and vote. Whoever you're voting for, whatever you're doing, if you're registered, make sure you get out and go do that. Today, tomorrow, make sure you do it. Just make sure you do it. That's all. We need your verses heard because that's what people work so hard to give us the ability to do. And you want to take advantage of those things that not everybody in other places actually has. So, Of course. But back into the regularly scheduled programming. We had a pretty good Sunday for the NFL this week. It was fun. There were some really good games. We looked into them a little bit on Thursday, and we were kind of getting excited for some as opposed to others. And it turned out more games turned out to be good than we expected. Yeah, no doubt. So, so like, um, and then we had, like, the ones that we expected to be good. Uh, 49ers Seahawks was a pretty good game for the most part. Like, we expected some. They lived up to the hype. Um, let's start with one that, um, it it didn't end too well. Uh, They they dropped the ball, literally. (laughs) New England and Buffalo. Uh, We we were hyped for this game because we came into it. Expecting it to be a statement game for both sides. Either uh, New England was going to cut the deficit in the division and close the gap. Bills were going to take a dominant lead. And, well, it's the latter. Game uh, winning drive. All the Patriots really got to do is just kick the field goal, tie it, possibly score. Cam tried to score, runs it, fumble, game over. It's tough. Yeah, it sucks, too, because coming into this season – I know I was really excited for Cam to like finally be given a chance and finally come back. And yeah. those first two weeks, he looked so good. Oh, man, then, I thought this was the second coming of, of Superman, bro. Right? And then week three happens, and he gets a little hurt. And since then, it's just not been good. You can tell. I mean, the Patriots have been in a, in a spiral since then as well. And, you know, we, we came into this week, and we said... The Patriots need to win this particular game because they had a streak against Buffalo at home. This was just a big-time game that if they can still manage to win it, even on this downward spiral, it's going to be a big statement that they might not be the Patriots we're used to, but they're still not dead yet. Exactly. And I think it's just a, a sign of the times are changing. The, it's a change of season if you will, um, the Bills finally end their streak in Foxborough. It took a Cam Newton fumble in the red zone to do it, where even if they wind up not scoring a touchdown, it's a chip shot field goal to tie it up, send it to OT. 
But realistically, if there's no fumble there, the Patriots probably score a touchdown and wind up winning this game. Yeah. So sometimes it takes a little bit of luck, but that's kind of how sports are in general. Sometimes you need the ball to get punched right out of out of your hand to, to make something happen. And uh, the Bills did it. They didn't have their best game of the year. Far from no. it, honestly. But this is a big win, and it doesn't lock up the division because there's another team in there that's really, mm-hmm. really surprising, and they also played well this week. But it, they have a firm grip on the AFC East now, which is crazy that a team not the Patriots. Yeah, and this is the first just, time that the Patriots lose four games in a row since 2002. So which is wild. It, it just feels so weird seeing this. Like it, it's expected because obviously you get the the new face in there. You lose the goat, so it's like you expect regression. But even expecting it, it still don't seem real when you see it. It's wild. Yeah, and and I think this also kind of Tom Brady's gone through a lot of crap where people say, "Oh, he's a system quarterback. It's Bill Belichick. He's the reason he's good." And I think we can like, what are we eight weeks into the season of his first season away from New England? I think we can pretty safely kind of put that to bed at this point, right? Yeah. Like, like don't get me wrong, they they both off. win hand in hand. Like Belichick strived because of Brady. Brady strived because of Belichick. You can go hand in hand, and. I was, I'll, I'll say it. I was one of the people who leaned more on the Belichick system. Now, was that because they're in my division, being a Jeff fan, <laughs> and, I, and I was salty? Who's to say? I don't know. We'll get into that another day. But you, you got to give the credit where it's due for uh, Tom because, hey, you, you proved the haters wrong, and you still go down as a GOAT, so it is what it is. Yeah, and, and he's definitely like proven that a little bit more. This uh, his, early on, it's still early, but his stint with the Bucks is shaping up less like MJ to the Wizards than some people kind of <laughs> wanted. So that's yeah. that's good. I'm happy about that. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and then speaking of the Bucks, I mean, they uh, they have a big game next week that we'll kind of touch on more. But they're gonna they got a week off this week and they're gonna be able to chill. Get <laughs> all sorts of ready. Actually no, they don't have a week off. They no, play today. No, they they play tonight, but they in they a sense they tonight. got a week off. They got the Giants tonight. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. They, they they got a week off. This is the most essentially a week off game I've ever seen because the Giants have a win, which they shouldn't, but they do, because NFC East is gonna NFC East. And Best division in football. <laughs> The best division in sports, I'd argue. Yes, sir. Some The people are talking. The streets is saying that this is the best division in sports. Not because they're any good, but because every team is still in it eight weeks in. <laughs> Man, so it, it don't get more competitive than that, let me tell you. <laughs> or lack thereof competitiveness. It, it's going to come down to week 17. It really is. And then <laughs> the teams that don't sneak into the playoffs are going to be like, top 10 like draft pick area teams and then you're gonna have like the eagles that somehow win this division and just really stop their growth going forward (laughs) i also want to i want to talk let's just transition over to that game sunday night football i myself i can't speak for brooklyn but i kind of can i am boycotting nfc east matchups for primetime sports i'm just boycotting it 
If I see the Washington and the Giants have to play on prime time, or Dallas and the Giants, or the Eagles and any of those clowns, I am not watching anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> it's for my sanity. It's for my <laughs> mental health. Carson Wentz can't be the best quarterback by a mile when he played as bad as he did yesterday. It just can't happen. Especially against a battered Cowboys team. <laughs> like, like they, the score was pretty lopsided because, I mean, man, the Cowboys are just incompetent. I also want to talk. Um, the Cowboys gave $95 million to maybe their third best running back on that roster. We're, I'm just coming in with hot takes right now. Zeke is not good. And Dallas <laughs> Any has a good old line, so you can't gallery? even blame it on that. But it's just it's tough. Sixty-three yards—that's that's all you get from him against a bad rush defense. Yeah, in a game where like you know you're just gonna have to run the ball to win. I think that's like my big thing. We've known the Cowboys are going to be successful if they run the football. And a couple of years ago when they were really good, when they had like Alfred Morris as their featured back, they had a great run game, and that's why they were good. And you're kind of seeing that again a little bit in the NFL. Um, teams like Tennessee are really good with a great run game. Um, Baltimore, fantastic run game, pretty good team. Even like the Chiefs have a really, really strong run game for – not having like a headliner feature back, right? Yeah. And even like San Francisco last year, they had like a three-headed horseman with with running backs and they went to a Super Bowl. So it's running backs are really important and Zeke is I guess just not that guy that we kind of thought he was. Yeah, uh, that's facts. But en- enough of that stinker of a game. Let's go to the Terrible. first uh team you mentioned with the Titans. Um Cincinnati ends up taking them down, man. End up taking yeah, them down. Yeah, one thing Shout one thing we've Joe. talked about off off recording is that the Bengals could very easily be like 5 and 2. We we've talked about this on recording too. We talked about it last week. Between I don't uh, think they're Herbert good. and Burrow, they could both have a much better record on both sides. Yeah, and again, I don't think they're actually any good, but I do think that they're a younger team than they were last year, which was good. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow and then T. Higgins is playing really well. Um, they're trying to figure it out on defense. They're not particularly great there, but they're young. Mm-hmm. And they're competing in these games. They're not really getting blown out besides the one in uh, the first game in uh, Cleveland. They've been really competitive. And... I think that's a really, really good stepping stone for a group like this with Joe Burrow, where maybe you're not winning all these games, and you do get a big win yesterday against Tennessee. Right? Huge. And that's a team that had been playing well coming into last week that were undefeated. So you get a big win against a pretty good team, a team that went far last year in the playoffs. And that's just something that it's not going to affect you this year. But in a year from now, when you got to go into another good team and it's an important game, you're going to remember, oh, we've done this before. We can do this. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's not not the best look for Tennessee, but, you know, they they play a tough game last week, take their first loss. 
and then come into play Cincinnati and kind of give a, a, a stinker on their end. Not not the best way to build momentum. Yeah, you during the middle and you don't want to let this uh, snowball too much. They definitely got to um, figure it out quick. Because especially with how like well that, the, Chief, the Colts are playing, like they don't want to. You don't want to mess around with that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's go to the second game you mentioned. Uh, before that, what uh, the Ravens, Ravens and Steelers? We were high on this game last week. We were high on yeah, it. and this game definitely lived up to it too. I'm gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was one of the games that I was probably watching more than the rest of them. Um, you know, we had red zone on, but I, I was trying to after the Vikings game, I definitely put this game on and the red zone, right? And Lamar has looked like a shell of himself from last year, right? Um. Maybe it's just there's more film on them. Uh, the Steelers do have a fantastic defense, so I'm sure it has something to do with that. But this was one of those games that was just two really good defensive teams making big plays when they needed to. Yeah. You get you get a really early pick six from the Steelers to put them up. Uh, slowly but surely, the Ravens kind of claw their way back into it. And I, I don't really know. This this game was, it felt like a typical Mike Tomlin type of game where you kind of set a pace, you keep it relatively low scoring, you get into a position to win the game late, and you kind of walk away with a victory. And we've seen the Steelers do that a lot over the last 15 years. Yeah. And that defense is no joke. Trading for Minka Fitzpatrick last year, once once they got Mika Fitzpatrick last year until now, I mean that defense has just been all world, like steel curtain type stuff. You're not wrong. And it's You're crazy that in a sport where trades don't necessarily happen too often because they typically don't work out, that a trade like this not only worked out but just like completely changed the culture of a defense as a whole. Yeah, you love to see it. And also, you got to give a big shout-out to Mike Tomlin, man. He just tied Tony Dungy for the most wins by a black head coach at 140. So, big shout-out there, man. Yeah, you love to see that as well. Yeah, especially with somebody who we've we've seen, like, grow up. He was, like, a young coach when he got there. Mm-hmm. We've seen him really grow up and um, change his, the way he coaches to the guys around him. And he's done that quite a bit because the Steelers have had several different faces and personalities of these teams. When when you think of the Palomaos and the Antonio Browns, and um, he's done a great job over there. So yeah. now, job. one thing I want to ask you: What are the chances of the Steelers going undefeated for the rest of the year? Low, because low. well, let's go through their uh, schedule real quick. They got the Cowboys next week, probably a dub, eight and zero. We got the Bengals, and then the Jaguars right after that. So, probably safe to say ten and zero from that point, right? Um, yeah, and I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and yikes, this is uh. You you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Why? How did they? Who did they? Who did they kiss on the mouth that they got this schedule? 
<laughs> I need answers. Because really, like the best teams they played is ob- obviously the Titans and the Ravens. Like you could maybe throw in the Browns in there. This schedule is the worst I've ever seen. So like until week 12, they get the Ravens again, but you really don't know what you're going to get with that. Washington should be a cakewalk. The Bills are going to have a little bit of fight. But then you got the Colts. The Bills will probably be the toughest game they have, I think. Yeah, you got the Bills and then the Colts. But the Bengals and the Browns should be another two dubs right there. So, <laughs> I don't think the chances are I'm, I'm looking at the Ravens, the Bills, and the Colts to be games that they either barely win or potentially lose. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm looking at. But, yeah, you're definitely right. These uh. This is not the the toughest schedule. In the no, league. not at all. Their next their next three games, their teams have a combined five wins. Yeah, like I definitely put them so. at ten and zero up until that point. I yeah, going into that. Ravens week, yeah, I definitely got them at ten and zero. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be right there with you. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, shout shout oh. out to the ten and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> You couldn't have paid me to think that was happening this year, but not at all. Welcome to 2020. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome. Also, um, something you you could have paid me that I would have guessed right is that the Chargers, with all the talent in the world, still managed to blow games because of bad coaching. It's incredible. It's actually incredible. We are in week. This is their seventh game this week. And four of those games, they were winning by 18 or more, or not 18, double digits or more, and they lost. Terrible four game. of them. If they win those, they're 6-1. They're six Again, like we said a little bit ago, that's another team that their record could be on the whole other side. Very and it, much it feels easier. like it's that way every year. Um, yeah, but th- this year, look- a little more, like, especially because you got – um, Herbert doing what he's doing, and they're and in did positions have his worst to win. Game yesterday, I will say that he did have his worst game yesterday. Yeah, uh, mo- multiple picks, but like he still was doing what he needed to do to get the job done. Yeah, like he still puts up two seventy eight with three touchdowns and only twenty one rushing. But I mean, still three hundred all purpose yards. You have a bad week, but. You've been having quote unquote bad week. Yeah, you've been having great games, and you're gonna run into a bad week as a rookie. So we're not surprised about that. Yeah, this is just one of those things. I don't know why seeing the Chargers do this to themselves every year makes me so angry. But this team just has way too much talent at like every position on the field. Besides kicker, maybe. I, it, I know it's like when you know somebody and you, you see, like, all the potential they have, but then they just waste it away getting into nonsense. And it's like, damn. Yeah. If you would have just did this or not do that, you, you could have been great. And it's the same thing when we look at the Chargers. It's like you you guys get in positions to win. You guys have the talent. And it's like, nah, I'm going to go do this. And then, then you mess it all up and throw it away. So it's, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and they're, they're the complete – opposite and just everything that the the Seahawks do so well the Chargers are the complete opposite yeah 
the Seahawks, they, they play a lot of close games. They play a lot of gritty, just very hard-fought games. And they usually squeak them out by however it might be, whether it's a defense game, a run game, a throw. Like, they usually figure it out. And uh, not, not so much on the Chargers. No, not, not so at much. all. So uh, We also had another rookie ball, not ball out, but another rookie made his NFL starting debut. Tua, finally back after a long time since his injury. Yeah. And he, he's made his start for the Dolphins this week. They played a pretty good team in the Rams, too. And the Dolphins showed that they have a lot of fight in this team. Absolutely. And Tua didn't play his best game. Right? He didn't even have 100 throwing yards. Um, he had a fumble earlier on in the game. And really, this was just not a good offensive game from the Dolphins. No, not but at But they all. came in with a good game plan on defense. They, they made Jared Goff have to beat them. And if there's ever a time where Jared Goff is throwing the ball 61 times in a game, you're probably going to win. So. And... <laughs> Man, I'm looking at the total yards for both teams. And LA pretty much almost had 500 yards in that 471. Miami didn't even have 150. And they win this game by more than two scores. By two scores. So, like, how? Good defense, making big plays when you need to. That's bad. Pretty much what it came down to. Field position. You don't need that many yards if you're starting at the 45. No, right? not at all. Not at all. And if and 100 passing you yards a, from your QB, and they didn't even score. Miami didn't even work. score in the second half. That's the that's the most wild thing I've ever seen. There were seven points total scored in the second half of this game. That's wild. So th- this is one of those kind of bizarre games. You have the, the winning quarterback that went 12 for 22 and then the losing quarterback was 35 for 61. I just, I don't even think that, Miami probably didn't even run more than 40 plays. That's wild. Here, here's <laughs> so, a cool little uh, nugget that I'm looking at right now. Three straight wins by 10 plus points for the first time since 2014 for the Dolphins. Hey. <laughs> Get it done. Don't sleep on the Dolphins. <laughs> Get don't it sleep. done. Don't sleep on the Dolphins. Shout out. They're a very, very, very well-coached team. If you ever get a chance to watch a Dolphins game, not just you, but whoever's listening, it I promise you it's actually fun to watch because everything they do seems to make sense, at least, like, schematically. You don't see any, like, why would you do that kind of plays? You just don't see it. We, we came a long way from uh, players trying to quit last year. Hey, that's the Adam Gase effect, okay? You get rid of him, and all of a sudden... But Gase wasn't later. even there. <laughs> yeah, but that was remnants of the disaster that he created over there. Yeah. Because he, he tried to do this weird culture shift in Miami that just did not work. And I don't know why anybody let him do it, but they did. But now nah, it worked out. It kind of worked out. They got a lot of draft picks during that, so they did. So we got any more uh, games uh, from this week? Before last we one, I want to talk about Vikings Packers. 
This was a weird game. There was four total possessions in the first half, and all four were touchdowns, and then the, the half was over. Just four straight drives of 10-plus plays that all took, like, at least six minutes. I think the Packers had one that was, like, nine minutes, 16 plays. Something ridiculous. Yeah, 15 plays, eight minutes, 54 seconds. Just insane. <laughs> 76 and yards. There was just no defense at all being played in the first half. And Dalvin Cook was maybe the most impressive I've ever seen a single player in a game that didn't matter. Because <laughs> more or less, Minnesota's out of it this year. Technically, they're not. If they run the table, they wind up 11-5. and five, So, like, I guess that's a dream. But not really something you want from them. But Dalvin Cook, 163 rushing yards and three touchdowns and 63 receiving yards and a touchdown. 220 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Every nuts. touchdown in this game was accounted for by either Devontae Adams or Dalvin Cook. That's crazy. And you gotta love it. in <laughs> what seems to be Aaron Rodgers' best, maybe his best season yet, he's played that well this year. Um, he, he didn't look super sharp. He had a he had his throws to Devonte for touchdowns were fantastic, but he didn't look on his best like he has this season, and they take a pretty bad loss to Minnesota. Yeah, th- this was really tough. That's a really bad loss for a couple of reasons because the Bears are still in it kind of for this division, and when it comes down to it. You're only there's only one team that's gonna get that buy now. In in each conference, the, the the one seed and a bad loss like this is something that really just kind of takes you out of contention for that. Yeah, no doubt. So, no you know, doubt. Packers got to bounce back next week. I think they have a pr- pretty tough game against San Francisco as well, and San Francisco is in dire need of a win to stay. Not because their season is over if they lose, but Seattle's not losing anytime soon. The Cardinals look really good. Exactly. And even if they do win this game, they're just going to be tied with the Rams for last place. So they got to keep up with the arms race out west. So they have a battle out there next week. And 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 that's that's going to be the Thursday game, so they got a short week. Yes, short week. That's probably a top two or three game I'm looking forward to next week also. Yeah. What what are you looking forward to any games next week? Um yeah, I'm looking forward to this uh, Ravens Colts game. Both 5 and 2. Both this is going to be a huge uh game for them. So, I'm yeah, and excited I, for that. Yeah, and and we talked about it a little bit, but I think for the Colts this is a really really big game because they're 5 and 2. Philip Rivers has played pretty well. That defense has been fantastic. But they've Second kind of flown under the, the radar. Nobody's really talking about the Colts. Not yet, at least. And if they get a win over the Ravens with the, the current MVP on their team, even though he's not playing up to that level mm-hmm. yet, uh, getting a big win against the Ravens would definitely get a little bit of spotlight on the Colts and get some people to actually start paying attention. Absolutely. Um, and then the Ravens got to bounce back. I mean, yeah. they're 5-2. and two. They, Their two losses are probably to the other two best teams in the AFC. And I think that's slightly a problem, but not one yet. 
but will be a problem if they don't figure it out and incorporate more of a passing game because they have a fantastic run team, but they need to get some more yards in the air consistently. Exactly. And to, for the Ravens, to be able to keep up. it's like just counting down the days until they could get Dez onto an actual field to add a little more firepower through the air. Yeah, and, and if it even will because, I mean – Really, their best wide receiver is someone that's. It just depends on the day, Willie Sneed or Hollywood Brown, and they're those are not particularly guys that are uh, making, giving you trouble sleeping the night before Sunday, right? Uh, there is a little turmoil going on with Hollywood though, because apparently they're What's going just on with Hollywood. They they're not passing the ball. They're not utilizing him, and he's not happy. I think he had a uh, one target. And it was like a three-yard catch for a TD, and that was it. Yeah, and, you know, when you have really talented and guys like that, and then they're on the team seeing that aspect of their game not succeed. Like, he's a wide receiver, but they don't have a good passing game right now. Exactly. You're going to be a little upset that you're being underutilized, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of the nature of that. But I think they'll figure that out. I think, yeah, I'm not too worried about that yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, on top of those, we got a couple of uh, division matchups. Nothing too crazy, though. We got your favorite NFC East matchups. Um, Who's playing next week in that division? Uh, the Giants and the oh, football Oh, Giants team. and Washington. Ugh. <laughs> P.U. <laughs> P.U. Uh, the best of the best. But <laughs> the Northeast finest, right? <laughs> Speaking of the best of the best in their divisions, we got uh the Seahawks and the Bills. Yeah, Seahawks Bills, that's gonna be a fun one. Um I actually think it's gonna be at not as competitive as we'd like though. I think the Seahawks are a much better team. Yeah. Uh and then the last one, this is the Sunday night game. So they're on back to back prime times. Uh, shout out to Tampa for that, though. We got a Stanley Cup, we got a World Series, and we got the back-to-back prime times. <laughs> right? Those are on the same same level. Uh, Bucks Saints for part two, where now the Bucks have kind of had some time to figure it out together, play some games together. And they're looking good, and the Saints are looking really, really okay this year. Yeah. So that's definitely going to be a statement game for and either of them. This is the battle for the NFC South. And remember, people wanted to throw the Bucks out the window on that week one loss to the Saints. They're ready to throw in a towel, give up on them. I was like, just wait. Just, just let it marinate a little bit. Let it sizzle. Just let it sizzle. And, let- and now the Bucks are likely going to be 6-2 and two after tonight. Yep. Um, if if the Bucks lose tonight, I will publicly apologize on all platforms to the NFC East. <laughs> and I will promise to never slander uh, him on every every platform. On most platforms, okay. On most, yeah. Platforms. Everybody, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, keep an eye out on that apology. So if well, there's we'll put any him at the podium, the Giants to give win. him a nice little giant jersey too. We'll we'll hit up Johnny Sun Gaming, get the Danny Dimes jersey. And I will we'll get also that set up for you. like make Danny Dimes like my Twitter header for like the rest of the season if they win tonight. <laughs> I'll do that. Let's make it happen. Can, see that—that's a bet I can get behind. All right, <laughs> cool. 
Uh, we got anything else? Uh, just a little bit of college football stuff. Uh, we had Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, he came down with a case of COVID, so he was unable to play against Boston College, and Clemson struggled without Trevor. So you're seeing the likely number one overall draft pick is uh, is kind of good that his team, who was like 25-point favorites, needed a late-game push to make a comeback and beat Boston College without him. Yeah. Something to look at there. Uh, future Jet, not Jet, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then um, Pac-12 comes back next week. So if that's something you're interested in, all of the major five college football leagues will be playing this Saturday. So I know cool. that makes me more inclined to watch. And I've been, I did a little bit this weekend. I saw some of the Ohio State game. Uh, I saw some of that LSU beating that they took. Oh, LSU. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, LSU is going through it right now. They're, they are on a national championship hangover. All that OBJ stripper money didn't help them <laughs> for this season. <laughs> also, Odell is just having a tough year, huh? Yeah, shout out to OBJ, man. Gets hurt. Hope he gets better soon. Then he gets suspended for two years from LSU for that stripper money. Terrible. Even before he was hurt, he, was, he wasn't playing particularly well. That's probably his last game in Cleveland, so now him and his best friend got to say goodbye like it's uh, SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs from the episode where they got separated. <laughs> and just, uh, just tough. Just tough year. Really, really tough. tough. year. I, I hope if he does get traded, it's to someplace less uh, toxic because – that's just the best way to describe the Browns is just toxic. Just embrace the toxic lifestyle and come to the Jets. Make, make me happy. <laughs> I'm not going to wish that upon anybody. <laughs> just not going to do it. Now, do, do we double down on the Giants winning uh, and make it if the Jets beat the Patriots tonight? You get a Jamal Adams jersey for the rest of the season. I'll get a Jamal Adams Seahawks jersey, yes. Nah. <laughs> yes, I will. Nah, I'll I do need that. to get this blacked out uh, Jamal jersey out of my closet. <laughs> I'll give you five. Uh, I tear up a little bit every time I walk by it. <laughs> I'll give you five and I'll give you a hug. Got a deal? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'll think about it. Get back to me next week. <laughs> All right. I will do. Well, we'll figure I it out. think that's about all we have for you guys. Uh, if if you guys have any questions, let us know. Tag us. Tweet us. Comment on Instagram. I know you guys have been doing that a lot lately. So big shout out to that. And, uh, you know, episode 52. That's all we got for you guys. Yes, sir. Remember, go vote. Be safe. See you next week. Later, everybody. Later. <laughs>